God is good. Amen. Who is agree with me that God is good? Amen. Amen. Uh, for some reason, we didn't have lights for. I mean, on the, uh, on the stage. Is it a problem? Is there any? No. We just forgot to turn it on. Okay. First time. <laughs> okay. See, every little little detail make difference. Amen. Do you do you notice that? And if there is not a, not enough light, then something is something is is missing. Like it's like it's, it's not a big deal. It's just not enough light at the back uh, of of the stage. But but then you you like something is missing, right? Um, sometimes you can see the same picture in, in your life. There's like one part of your life is in darkness, and you you feel like you, you're not you're not like whole. You're not you're not like you know like yeah the whole, amen. <laughs> and uh, so we need to let God's light to be in all all uh, areas all corners of our life amen don't hold anything for yourself let god uh, be everywhere amen stas do you need the spot i think there's there's a lot right next to robert yeah i think there's two. okay and it's really freezing, freezing outside, amen? And, uh, and forecasters saying that uh, it's going to be last night, not last, uh, last freezing night uh, this night. So, and it's going to be raining and, and a little bit warmer. Hopefully, they are saying truth because uh, you never know, especially in Seattle especially here in liberal Seattle where God wants sometimes wants to smile at us and, and change everything within the five minutes. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's cold. And uh, I, like every couple of days I'm thinking, what if I would come to church today and, and somebody would ask me, what, uh, what are you thinking? Thankful to to God for, and uh, and I have an answer all the time. If somebody would uh, would ask me, "What are you thankful to God tonight?" and uh, and I'm ready to say, you know, for the warm for the warm house. I don't know, maybe maybe it's not really uh, important for you, but in in our mobile home, it's very important. You know, it's because the uh, insulation is like almost none, probably, right? And uh, in order to heat uh, the fourteen hundred square feet, I mean, the, the pallet stove is basically running twenty four seven, and you just turn it off uh, for a couple of uh, uh, hours, and the temperature drops to to sixty sixty two uh, right away, and. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus, for for pallets. Thank you that the stove is still is still running. 
Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I understand the importance of heat in my life, uh, right? And, and for those who live, uh, oh, actually, to work, uh, who works in in, uh, in nice offices, you probably don't know that, don't notice that. But you probably have something to to be thankful to God for. I mean, from your point of view, from your uh, experience. But uh, today we came. Uh, to hear the word of God, Amen. And we all know, and it's not just—it's not just what we need to say every time we come here. That uh, the word of God is changing us. When we accept the word of God, when we let the word of God come and uh, saturate in us, it—it it, uh, is changing our lives. Every time, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who is preaching. If, if the word of God was quoted in this uh, sermon, then it's enough for me to be changed. It, plus, it, it, it's enough for me to be radically changed. Because that's enough for the word of God to make a huge difference in your life. And if sometimes we come to youth, to, uh, uh, to Sunday church uh, meeting, and we basically uh, position ourselves like, like, okay, what else can you give me? What else can you, you know, surprise me? Or, or what else you can basically say something that will be interesting for me? Uh, and this is totally, you know, it's a wrong approach. It's a wrong motive and a wrong uh, preparation for, for, to, uh, for, uh, for change. Uh, we can change only when we're hungry, only when we come and say, you know what, God, I don't care who is gonna who is gonna be here. I don't I don't care if it's gonna be Jim Anderson or it's gonna be it's gonna be Larry Kolosov. I don't care if 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 the word is uh, word of God will be will be uh, 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 pronounced and preached or or uh, uh, written. Uh, um, uh, uh, declared that's enough for me I'm ready to open my ears and accept the word of God uh, and then we will be changed and uh, I have something to share with you tonight and a um, uh, couple thoughts that God gave me when I was in, uh, in Jerusalem when I was in Israel uh, for some reason, it was a, it was Jerusalem when we walk. Uh, we were walking on streets of Jerusalem. You know, you automatically uh, switch into totally different mode because Jerusalem is not like any other city in the world. It's it's like completely different, and you can see that. You can sense it. You can you can uh, basically if if you go to all cities of the world. And and uh, and go to Jerusalem. You you will notice that this city is completely different. It's like super super religious uh, uh, city. It's like the city with uh, so uh, big concentration of of uh, religious rituals uh, uh, outfits. 
different prayers, sounds, uh, everything. And, you, and you're like, wow, looks like I'm in the middle of, of, uh, of the world. And, uh, and it's true. Uh, Jerusalem is, uh, or Israel is, uh, produced three in the main relig- religions uh, or faiths of, of, of the world. It's a Christianity, Judaism, and, and uh, uh, Islam. And they all want, uh, they all want to be uh, in the heart of Jerusalem. They, want, they all want to have a uh, portion of, of the Mount uh, Moriah for some reason. And uh, I'm not going to preach about uh, Mount Moriah. I mean, we can, we can uh, search and, uh, and learn about it at home. But I want to uh, share something that God uh, showed me when I was in Jerusalem. And uh, when I was reading... Uh, when I was reading... A scripture, Romans five nineteen. If you can open with me, Romans five nineteen. God showed me something. <clears throat> For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. So. I mean, uh, very simple uh, scripture, just one verse, and uh, we know, I mean, we all know this, uh, this scripture, right? We all know this passage, right? Very simple. What is, uh, what is it this scripture talks about? So basically... Uh, it's talking about one person um, whose, whose obedience will uh, many will be made righteousness through his obedience, through the, this person's obedience. And uh, we know uh, the scripture is talking about Jesus Christ. Amen. He was obedience, obedient. He was obedient. And uh, because of his obedience uh, to God, uh, many will become righteous. Many will become righteous. And uh, just to think about what actually I just read, it totally changes your view on, on, on your faith, on the on, uh, uh, importance of understanding of, of, uh, of Christ, Jesus Christ in our life. Uh, we are in in uh, Christmas season, right? Christmas about Christ, not about you know, not about toys or music or or atmosphere. It's about Christ. When Christ came, He brought everything. He brought the atmosphere. He brought the music. He brought He brought the spirit. Amen. So Jesus Christ, but He became famous. He became actually the Savior of the world through what? Through His simple obedience. To his father. Amen. He came. 
as a, as a son of God. So he was before this earth was formed and created. He was already there. Amen. And he was, he was a prince. He is a prince. He was a prince back then. And he came here in a, in a, in a human's uh, body, in a human's flesh. flesh. And, uh, and did something that is so hard to understand. So hard to understand for me, at least. I, I don't know, maybe for you it's easy. For me, it's very hard to understand. How the Son of God... Creator came to earth in human's body and, uh, and did what he did. And he did something that will bring many to righteousness. Will bring many, many people, to make many, many people righteous. To be honest, we all are here only because he did it. We're all here tonight, here, only because he did something. We are here. We can't call ourselves Christians or saved or we are big-time winners only because of what? Only because he did something. And that something was obedience. Simple obedience. Not because he was like glorious or he was uh, victorious. He was obedient. He was very obedient. And that's, that's the key. And uh, when I was walking on the streets of Jerusalem, God was talking to me about, about this scripture. Because it says, So, also by one man's obedience, many will be, uh, will be made righteous. And God said, that's about you too. That's about, not about Jesus only. That's about you too. About your life. About your obedience. And Christ came to give us his life and to make us righteous. That we would be like Christ alike, right? Christ alike. That we would copy him. We would follow his footsteps. That's what, that's what our purpose is. To follow his footsteps. If, if the son of God can be obedient to his father. How about us? What about us? And we are sometimes thinking. thinking well, it's not worth. Okay, right here. Yes, okay, I will be obedient. But in, 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 uh, uh, in this situation... Well, it's not, I'm not sure if it's worth it or not worth it. Jesus Christ was fully, 100%, 100% obedient to God. And we will never going to stop preaching here about the perfect will of God. Because Jesus Christ, he fulfilled the God's dream, the Father's dream in his life. And that's what we need to do. Because of Jesus Christ, because he was obedient in his life, we, we, become, we became uh, righteous. Not, right now we can call ourselves righteous people because Jesus did something. And God is passing that 
uh, uh, that responsibility on us too. He's saying, now you be obedient. Because of you, many will become righteous. Many will become righteous because of you. Your life or your obedience or disobedience will affect other, uh, uh, other lives. Lives of other people. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to be obedient? People, people, people saying, well, it's, it, it's, my, it's, it's my business. Uh, think about yourself. Or, or just don't bug me. This is my life. No, it's not your life. Because the first part of, of this uh, verse saying, for us, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Disobedience of one man. And it was Adam, right? It was Adam. He was disobedient to God. He knew God also very good. And he was disobedient to God. And he what? What, what happened? Disobedience. Many were made sinners. Many were made sinners because of his disobedience. So the same thing, absolutely the same thing with us. If we're disobedient, God was talking to, uh, was, was, uh, uh, talking to me in Jerusalem about it. If you are disobedient, then it's not just your business. Yeah. Some people, don't, 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 don't look or don't dig into my life. I, I, I do whatever I want. It's my life. If I'm making a mistake, then it's going to affect my life. Who cares? What, what, what do you want from me? And right now, I'm looking at this scripture, and I can say with assurance that uh, it's, not, it's not just about you. It's about people around you. If you're disobedient, then you are basically giving birth to disobedience of, of others. You just you just uh, sowing uh, seeds of of sin. So basically, through you, many will become sinners. And it's not it's not a a, a choice. It just it just how it works. You disobedient to God, and people around you will become disobedient. You disobedient to God. You're just trying to, to run away from, from the will of God? You know what? The sin, sin is going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, sold in people around you. And you can, you, you can say, okay, I, I can remain silent. doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a principle. It just, it just, it just works this way. You are created as a part of... of uh, of a uh, uh, network calling people, right? People, we are in a network. That's why we get together. And uh, I, uh, I watched one of the episodes of, uh, of uh, 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 how, do you, how do they call it? A show, uh, yeah, TV show, uh, not, not, not a reality show, okay. Reality show: the, the people, the people, they they drop people in the woods and they trying to survive, right? For for how many days are uh, as as many days as uh, uh, as they can survive, 
and they just put 10 people uh, in, the, in the different areas of, for example, in Alaska. In Alaska. And they all have a, a satellite uh, you know, phone in case something happens. Uh, and, uh, uh, and they have a video cameras and they just uh, uh, record everything. I mean, uh, what, what they're going through and, and stuff like that. And all of them saying that the hardest that they couldn't even imagine, they couldn't even get prepared, is the loneliness. As to be alone is the hardest, not just how to get food, not uh, how to get uh, warm, but just how to be alone is, is the torture. And you cannot prepare yourself, you know, to be alone. You just, when you get there, when you belong, then you understand that this is, this is not how God created us. We, we were not created to be alone. We were created to, to uh, impact each other. We were created to, to influence each other. So when, you, when you're playing video game and you're saying, oh, it's not, it's, it's not your business, it's just my business. No, it's all, it's our business. Because... Silence or, or, or when you're loud, you affecting my life. you affecting people around you. When you're watching something which is not, which is not uh, uh, pleasing God, then, then it will come from you. you don't, you're not even going to notice that. It will just come automatically. The way they express the self, themselves, the way they, they, they're using the vocabulary or actually the words they're using in, in whatever information you're getting, it will be in your mouth. It's, it, will be in, it will be in your mind. You will swear like they swear. And, and opposite, when you read the Bible, when you get involved in the, in the business of God, when you, when you soak yourself with, with, uh, uh, with the presence of God, when you, when you get around people who, who, are, uh, uh, who have fear, uh, fear of God, then, then you will you will start uh, uh, speaking the same way. You will you will be uh, easily known as as a person who uh, who can pray anywhere and at any time, right? And you will we will hear more praise God, Hallelujah, more about God, because because uh, you will influence other people, because that's the uh, that's. The state of 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 uh, of the people's uh, that's the state of your life when when you're pleasing God. When you're pleasing God, okay. So Adam has disob- uh, was disobedient to God, and many were made sinners. Our disobedience to God will affect not just our life, but will make a negative impact on everyone around us. And in Romans 9, 6, 8, the uh, Bible says, But it is not that word of God has taken no effect. No effect. For they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham, but in Isaac, your seed shall be called. 
That is those who are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as a seed. So it's basically a little bit about, about the same. Uh, it's just from the different angle. From the different angle. So basically, Abraham had two sons. Two sons. And, uh, and we can say, well, that one is important and that one is important. But God says, it's not about who was the son of Abraham. It, uh, actually, the question is, who was the son of, of uh, um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, children, who was the children of promise? The children of promise is actually what, what came out of heart of God. Not out, of, not out of circumstances, but out of, out of heart of God. Who was, who was formed in God's dream? Isaac or, or Ishmael? Isaac, yeah. It, it was perfect will of God, Isaac. Isaac was perfect will of God. But Ishmael was was a son of uh, uh, Abraham as well, right? But it's it, it was not the will of God, amen. Same, uh, the, uh, Paul is talking about, and when you go through through the uh, city of of Jerusalem, you can see a lot of uh, you know priests and and people who are uh, dressed like like they are. Uh, uh, God's worshipers, and they they speak, they expose themselves, they they can be loud as well, saying that we are the children of Israel, we are the children of God. But God says, only the child of promise, only child of promise. What is the child of promise? Is a child of God's dream. If you were born out of God's perfect will, if you're following his perfect will, then you are, child, then you are Isaac. Because, because if, we're not, uh, if we're not living in a, in, a, in, in a true faith, if we don't have a true faith, that's what God promised Abraham. He said, I will give you a child. I will give you a child. I promise. This is my promise. You and Sarah will have a child. And through this child, the whole world will be saved. And they what? It's hard. There is complications. We are old and stuff like that. And year after year, we are becoming older and older and older. And instead of saying, "I believe in God. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord," they decided to help God, and gave, uh, and they gave birth to uh, to uh, Ishmael. When Abraham was, uh, I think, eighty-six years old, they helped help God, you know, to uh, uh, to bring revival to to the earth, and uh, and God was not pleased with that. And we see in in like fifteen or 
16 years, when Isaac was a couple years old, we see the first clash. We see the first uh, problem that, that arise there. Because the child of, uh, of promise will always going to be in fight with, with, uh, with, with unbelief. Because the, uh, the Ishmael was unbelief with a child of disobedience or unbelief. And what, what God says, when, when, when the problem arises, God said, send Agar, Agar, Agar and uh, her son away from you. So basically God says, you have to set apart, you have to, you have to just separate. That's the only way uh, 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 you know, you can stay healthy if you're going to separate. If you're going to separate. That's the only, only way you can stay healthy when you separate. And what, what we see is when we're not running after Christ with all our hearts, when we're not dreaming of the God's dreams in our lives, when we let unbelief, you know, have a part of, of our life. So we automatically set up ourselves for Ishmael's in our life. Ash Ishmael will come. That's just, just a matter of time. When? It will come. When you don't, you know, fix your eyes on God, when you don't, you know, read the Bible, when you don't remind yourself that you are special, that you are son of God, that you were created in, in his image. That you don't belong to yourself. That you belong to God. He paid the, whole, the full price for your life. And you cannot make this decision you know, to please yourself today. You have to follow his footsteps. This is the only way to wait for, uh, for Isaac to be born. If not, then Ishmael will be. And you know what, 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 what happened? It, they still... Uh, uh, until today, they're still paying their price. They're still paying their price. Because Ishmael became an enemy of, of faith. Enemy of... And the uh, and Bible clearly said that, that it's going to be a fight. And, and we, we can see that fight uh, um, until, until today. It's always going to be a fight. And basically, what can you do with that? We may look righteous, but not be children of God in reality. That, that, that is the danger of being outside the will of God. That we might come to church, we might sing in a choir, we might be in ushers uh, or on a youth ministry or or any ministry. And we can feel like, like we are uh, worshiping God, but we're completely out of you know, His will, and we became an enemy of God. That's why, that's actually, uh, I think that, that was the main uh, revelation when we, when we were in, in, uh, in Israel. When, if you remember, we get together and we were thinking, it's like, wow, it's like, 
It's like mosque or, or synagogue or ev- on, on every corner. Or even the church. Everywhere is a church. Church, 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 church. Even in one church, there is like three or four churches. I mean, you go through the church and it's like, okay, here, here you go. There is a Coptics. Okay, in this uh, corner, there is a, uh, uh, Ethiopian's uh, 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 church. And here, okay, um, Catholics. Oh, here is like uh, uh, Orthodox even in one, you know, in one room. And you understand that there is no God. You, have, you feel no, you don't feel God in there. It's like everything else, there. Outfit, you know, gold, smell, everything is there. But there is no God. And it's like, and every, everyone is basically uh, uh, tricked. Everyone who comes here, they tricked. Because they think they are worshiping God. But in reality, they, they just lost. Just far away from Christ. That's why Jesus Christ was weeping when he was looking at the religious Jerusalem. And he was like weeping. He was crying. He was saying, I was there so many times. And you didn't see me as your king. You didn't invite me. You didn't accept me as as a salvation. Because of that, you will be cursed. Because of that, you, you are cursed. You will be cursed. Because the word of God says, if, you, if you're not with, with Christ, then you're against Christ. There is no middle ground. There is always uh, uh, a straight line. You're either here or you, or you, you are here. That's a danger in, in, uh, for all of us. There is a danger for all of us to come to church and think that we are saved. But in reality, we can be saved only when you know for sure that you are willing, living in the will of God. That you are living in the will of God. You're not fulfilling somebody's dream. You're fulfilling uh, God's dream. You're in His will. And even if somebody... Even if most people don't understand what are you doing and, 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 and importance of your role, that's fine. You, you know for sure that you are in the will of God. And how do you know? You have, you have a, a testimony inside of you. You have testimony inside of you. And where you go, the righteousness rises. Where you go, the righteous people uh, arise, arising. And this, this is actually, I'm talking about all of you, and it's affecting all of us. You affecting all people around you. I just remember when, when we just uh, uh, began the church in Minsk, and it was maybe three months old church. And uh, I was, I was responsible for uh, uh, sound, for, for the sound. And after we, uh, after we finished the service, we had to put the whole sound system into the back room. So all speakers, pool, uh, uh, pult, soundboard, all cables, microphones, everything in, in, in the back room. And 
one guy came to, to, to our church and he uh, gave his life to Christ that night. And we together put everything back in the room. And, uh, and I, felt, I felt strongly in my, in my heart that I have to uh, you know, get closer to this guy. And I was, I was very, to be honest, I was very tired. I didn't want to, to talk to, to anyone. But I felt in my spirit that I have to invest time in, this, in that person. And uh, we get to know each other. And then we decided to meet tomorrow. And then to meet the day after tomorrow. And then uh, as soon, I mean, as uh, more I invest in my life, and we became strong, I mean, closer friends. And uh, this guy came to church to rob the church. So basically, he came here. He came to church uh, to find out where the, uh, uh, the whole uh, sound system uh, located. And when he came to church, the God uh, touched his heart. God touched his heart, and he was convi- uh, convicted and he came and he, uh, he gave his life to Christ. And then uh, when, when, I, when we start sharing, when I start sharing my heart with him, when I told him my story, that God just saved me from, uh, from suicide, from uh, going to hell, and, and uh, we become even closer friends. At that time, he was, uh, uh, he was doing... Uh, he, he was in mafia. He was a uh, recruiter. Ricky, how, 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 huh? A game member. Basically, he was going through the market, through the market, through. Uh, he was he was going from uh, from one uh, business owner in the marketplace to another market, and they they just uh, they were play, paying him uh, dues, right, him, or fees that uh, that he is you know not gonna torture them or not gonna. Uh, do any bad or threats uh, to him. Uh, so he had a lot, lots of money. But I don't know, for some reason, he, he just decided that he wants to take all, all, all our sound system that night. And, and then he, uh, and he repent, and, and the Holy Spirit came uh, uh, upon his, uh, his life, and uh, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we became close friends. And... Uh, and right now, he is leading a, a youth ministry in, in the whole Belarus. He was not at Dima Bavikin, who was who was here. Uh, uh, YWAM Youth with a Mission. Uh, uh, he is a representative for Youth with a Mission Belarus. So he's basically right now uh, responsible for like thousands of thousands of young people in, in, in Belarus. And uh, and when I was when I'm thinking of that little thing that I did to him, just spent time with him, just took him, uh, invited him uh, to my to my house, uh, shared my story with him, that we prayed together with him, and then we found his friends, and we start you know uh, uh, just getting out uh, of of that you know the, the business. Uh, Getting one after another his friends and bring bring them to church. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what happened to to his friends, but 
I understand that principle. I, I, I can see that principle. When you are the ch uh, child of, uh, of God's promise, that you want to live uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the perfect will of God. You want to be obedient to God. Because God speaks to all of us. But very often we, we just can say, oh, well, it's not, it's not really, well, it's not really important. Or, or I'm busy. Or there's people who are, uh, who are more gifted than me, and, but, but they're less involved. Okay, maybe let them do the work that, 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 you know, that God you are you, uh, offering me right now. And, uh, and because of our disobedience, uh, sin, you know, is, uh, is spreading around my life. Or it, can, or it can affect other people in a good way when we really care about, about the will of God. When we pray and we ask God, show us your, your perfect will. I just I wanna I wanna do whatever whatever it takes. Even uh, yes, I don't have uh, spare of time. I don't have extra time in my life. But if if this is what you want me to do in my life, if if you want me to stay uh, late tonight, and this way I will. I will bring, bring glory to your life. I will stay late. Even if it's, if it's going to mean that I will be sleeping only three hours instead of seven or eight hours tonight. I will do that. Because I want to be obedient. I want to obey you. You know, we will see, then we will see a lot of fruit. We will see a lot of fruits. In our lives. When David, King David, was obedient to God, the, uh, the country was uh, prospering. The country was, was glorifying God. But he, when he was disobedient, his disobedience were bringing death to the country. People were dying. His kids were dying. Uh, 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 soldiers were, were dying when one person is disobedient or disobedient. And you can actually, you can uh, check the Bible and see if it, it works a uh, hundred times out of hundred times. When our disobedience brings death, when our obedience to God brings, brings life. Amen? And also Galatians 4.29, it says, But as he who has born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Galatians 4.29. So it's always going to work like that. 
he who was born according to flesh, then prosecuted him who was, who was born according to the Spirit. It will always going to work like that in, in our time, in, 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 in our life. If we're investing in, in, uh, in flesh, we're always going to be in opposition with the Spirit. And opposite, when we're investing in the Spirit, we're always going to be in opposition uh, to, to the flesh. And um, we have another we have another example. Okay, there is another example in Romans nine twelve thirteen. Uh, Bible said it was said to her. So uh, it means that the God told her uh, who is her. The uh, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. So I was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, it looks, looks unfair. It even looks unfair. God is saying that I loved, I have loved Jacob, and I hated Esau. It's unfair. No, don't you think so? Why? They, they haven't even they, uh, uh, born yet. And God already saying, oh, I, I hate this one and, and I love this one. But if you, if you, think, if you think about this situation, uh, you know, in the picture of what I'm talking about, we will see, we will see what, what uh, uh, actually it will reveal us a little bit more. So basically, Bible says that God, uh, God, already revealed it to his to 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 the mother, that he will bless the younger, the younger one, and the older one, he hates. Already, so mother, we're we're supposed to know that she she knew that, and she was. What was her purpose in that situation? She was, she was supposed to be obedient to God. I'm not sure about father. Probably the father should know too. Should. He, he was supposed to know too. I don't know. But, but the father was acting like, like he didn't know that. Because he was pushing his, uh, pro, uh, his blessing, his birth uh, right uh, to, to his older one. Because it was, uh, it was in, in the customs of, uh, of that uh, time, right? It was like, it, it, was, it, it was a rule, right? That older getting the, uh, the birthrights. The older guy was supposed to get the whole uh, uh, old blessing, the biggest blessing. But God said, but my will in this situation that the younger will supposed, uh, supposed to have the whole blessing, the biggest blessing, supposed to get younger. And it was like, it's not fair, God, it's not fair. And actually, it's, uh, it's explained a little bit, uh, little bit uh, 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 further. It's not fair. What shall we, uh, 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 the Paul is actually uh, saying, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. 
For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whoever I will have compassion. Does it, I mean, for me, it's, 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 like, it's like so, so clear. So God basically is saying, when, when we, every time in the future, if you are willing, if you want to say, God, you are not fair, just remember that, that verse. This verse is basically saying, whoever he wants to bless, he will bless. Whoever he wants to give mercy to, he, he has rights, and, 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 and that's it. That's why Jesus Christ was obedient fully 100%. Because he knew whatever God is doing, it's, 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 absolutely, it's absolutely perfect. And if his will is to bless the younger one, let it be. Let it be. Because the younger one is a child of promise. Does it mean that he, he hated Esau? The Bible says yes, but we have to understand this. Uh, uh, we have to understand li- this little bit, little bit more. Do you remember when Jesus Christ was saying, "When you come to me, and you you and you uh, don't have uh, if you not uh, if you if you don't hate the uh, if you don't hate your father, your mother, your uh, uh, wife, your children." And, and uh, you, you can't be my disciples. It says also about, about hate, right? You don't hate. But basically, in this context, it's basically the same, same concept. Hate doesn't mean that he just basically ready to destroy you or kill you or to curse you. But it shows the huge difference between a promise or the perfect will of God and something else. Basically, when he's saying the hate mother and, and father, basically it's saying, it's saying when it comes to priority, because the priority is the question of every day's life. Every day we have priorities. Every day we, we make decisions how to prioritize things. Basically, he is saying, when you come to priority, you just remember, this is my perfect will. Just remember, Jacob is my perfect will. Bless him. Give him uh, birthrights. It's not like I want to get rid of Esau. No. He is going to be around. He is going to be helpful. He he will be helpful. But I put the bigger... Plan in, in Jacob. And we said, and, and we see that. Through Jacob, we have a Jesus Christ. Through Jacob, not through Esau. Esau was a good guy. He was a good guy. But his, uh, his purpose was temporary. It's the same thing. I, uh, God, God showed me this uh, picture uh, with, with our flesh. It's like we were born the same, same you know, the same time, basically, right? Who uh, like like our spirit in our flesh? We were born at the same time, right? But God says, "I am blessing the spirit." 
The spirit is most important part in you. And the, the, same, uh, the same scripture that I just uh, told you. If you hate father, mother, everybody, I mean, uh, many people are, are trying to accuse us that, that we are uh, saying to hate uh, mother and father. No, it says, and, and your life. And hate yourself, too. <laughs> this is, uh, hate yeah, your own soul, yes. This is what you have to hate uh, the, the first, before you hate mother and, and father. Basically, it's saying, when in every day's life, when, when it comes to priority, don't let your flesh be priority. Don't let your body be priority in your life. That's how, how we can interpret in, in our daily life. We can't get rid of body because it's, it's, it's like one with the spirit right now. You can kill the body and spirit, uh, you know, spirit. Yeah, that's it. But the spirit is, or the spirit or soul is much more important because it has, a, has eternal purpose. This body is actually, uh, were created, it was, this body was created just temporary for, for, the, for the short period of time. We have, to, we, have to, we have to deal with body. Uh, body. We have to uh, give her enough food, enough rest, enough. But when it comes to priority, when, when, it, when it interferes with, with the perfect will of God, then you know what? We are ready not to eat. And we are ready not to sleep. Why? Because the spirit is more important than, than, your, than your body. Than your sleep. That God, that's, that's how God... Uh, shows us how to deal with, with this issue in your life. How to deal on, the, every, on a daily basis. When, you, when you're home, when, you, when you're hungry, or, or when, you, when you're tired, oh, I don't want to wanna go to church. Oh, no, it, was, it was, was a hard test today, and I drained all my energy uh, uh, on, you know, on that test. I deserve to stay home and to rest. Maybe, maybe just think about your spirit. Just think about your spirit. Do you want to invest in eternal life or you want to invest in, in something that, very, that is very short? And if we're making this decision and, and we decide to invest in your flesh, it will produce sin. It will produce sin. Not only in your life. It will affect other people. And it will produce sin in, in other people too. We have to be very careful. Just my word to you tonight. That it is a war between perfect will of God and just something good. There is a serious war between to be filled with the Holy Spirit or to be, you know, a good Christian. To fulfill God's dream. Or to look righteous. Or to be nice. To have a good haircut. To smell good. Or to be, you know, crazy for God. I just want to encourage everybody to be crazy for God. I just want to encourage everybody to run away from, from fleshly desires. And 
in, in these two uh, examples, example of, uh, example of Abraham with Isaac and uh, Ishmael, it is uh, an example of spiritual person. And Ishmael in this, uh, in this uh, case represents the uh, worldly, fleshly desires. So in this case, uh, you know, Ishmael has to go away. Has to go away as far as, as, as possible. As far as possible. This Ishmael, you fight till death. In order, I mean, in example with, uh, with Jacob and uh, Esau, it's, it's body that you live in. There's something that you, you, you can get rid of, but you have to control it. You have to learn how to control it. You have to learn how to control your appetite. You have to learn how, how, how to control your emotions. You have to learn how to, how to make priority, uh, priorities right in, in, in your life. When, when you're wasting your time on something that is, is fleshly, and, you don't have, and then you don't have enough time to, uh, to dwell you know, in, the, in the will of God, in, in, you know, in His will. That's, that's how it works. I would probably uh, be able to, to explain a little bit more, more in Russian, but it, it, hopefully you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Right? You understand? So it's, it's every day's uh, life and every day's fight. Every day. And if, if you remember something tonight, I want you to remember one thing, that your life affects other, other people's life. You can't just say, well, it's my life. No. It affects other, other people's life. Your desire or your decision will put will be uh, affecting others others people. You're running for God, running after Him. You will see results that people are running for Him only, not because you you trying to to get everybody you know uh, running uh, after God, but only because you're running after God. You will encourage other people to run after God. Without preaching to them. Without preaching to them. And Apostle Paul, when he came to Corinth, he, uh, uh, he, he is saying, you know what, guys? Today, I have such a good lecture to share with you. And I can explain and you will, your jaws will drop like that. But you know what? I decided just to tell you the story about Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ crucified. Simple message, simple gospel. Why? Because it was will of God. Because in that simple message, that simple message of Christ crucified was the perfect will of God. And when you preach, when you say something, maybe, maybe something that is not so effective, but you know, it's a will of God. God will put his, his stamp. God will put his seal on your word and it will make a difference 
And I just want to encourage everyone to, to make a difference in lives. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. And let's pray.